for you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned in to Casually Molly with Molly and Bergie. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. Uh, just for those of you who are returning, uh, my name is Molly Ambergie. I am a comedian playwright based here in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we interview comedians and entertainers each and every other week. Uh, but this week, I'm very excited to introduce our next guest. Hey. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Hi. Uh, Maria Bamford's words for him are simply excellent. Give it up for Rob Durham, everybody. Yes. And the crowd yeah. goes wild yes. in the studio. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, thank you for joining me. Yeah. How have you been today? What's casually been going on with Rob? Um, <laughs> I am in the works of finishing up another book that'll be out this winter. Oh, tell and, us all about it. Let's do it. Um, it's called uh, Somebody Else's Sky. Mm -hmm. Can you name the Pearl Jam song that that's from? So, I can't. That I can't. From, I'm sorry. I get it. You are. You're considerably younger than me. But it's, uh, 31. It's, but I'm not a good yep, music considerably. person. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the math when you were born. So, yeah, this, this song came out when you were like three or four. Uh, it's from Black. By Pearl Jam. Okay, okay. It's off the 10 album. You still I'm gonna have know. to look this up. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, it's uh, it's based on a guy in his 20s. Okay. And, uh, he thinks he's gonna marry his girlfriend. It's the only girl he's ever dated, yes. and they live together. And he's 24, and then he proposes, and she's like, no, because he's kind of slack. They both work at the bank, and she makes a lot more than him. Mm -hmm. And he works down like customer service, which is my old job in my 20s. Okay. And so she rejects him and he bluffs at moving out. Then he does move out and moves in with like a hot little waitress. And then chaos ensues. Okay. So. Oh, I can't. I know Rob sent me the rough draft and I'm about 22 pages in. But now you're going to have to resend it to me because you said you made yes. some changes. Yeah, to I'm it. about to send it to my editor, editor, okay. this guy that. Is that that definitely comes first. Yes. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. That makes sense. Before it gets published. But Before yeah. it gets published, basically. Yeah. But, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, shamelessly plugging it for the next three to five years. Absolutely. Someone else's sky. Everybody mm -hmm. look forward to it. It's coming. We'll share it. We'll yeah. share your website. Yeah, we'll we'll share it. everywhere that you can find it. Yeah. Uh, but I will ask you, you know, obviously, you know, you have a great resume, which is why I wanted to have you on. You're a comedian. You're an author. You've worked with a multitude of people. But the best part about your resume is that you're also from Ohio. Yes. As well, so. Belleville, Ohio. <laughs> just south of Maine. Nobody knows where that is. Just <laughs> up 71. Uh, two and a half hours from Cincinnati, I'd say. Okay. There it's you hour go. and a half to Columbus, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. another hour. Yeah, about two. two my sisters hours. are, well, my sister and I obviously are both from Cincinnati, but she lived in Dublin, Ohio for a while. Oh, I lived there. That's when I worked at the bank. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that area there. Why don't you tell us a little about your history of how, because we're in St. Louis and, you know, I'd always talk about how I moved from Cincinnati to St. Louis all the time, but what brought you from Ohio to Missouri? Uh, my home club got tired of me. <laughs> the Columbus Funny Bone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say, you know, your, your home club is the last one to promote you. Although here, uh, they've been pretty good about that. Oh, it's, yeah. it's not true anymore. Absolutely. Um, but back to, you know, Columbus Funny Bone's still one of the top clubs in uh, the country. And I emceed there and got spoiled and I got to open for everyone. Like, yeah. I'm sure I'll name drop much, uh, <laughs> much later. And um, so a buddy of mine, uh, Jeremy Essig, uh, yes. he moved out mm -hmm. here the year before. And he's okay. like, honestly, it's not a bad move, you know. And so I moved out here and open mics were like, Greg Warren, Nikki Glazer, Tommy Jonigan, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This is a pretty good community." Of, Amazing people of yeah. uh, open micers. So, <laughs> yeah, and there were there were several more clubs out here. Sure, laughs on the landing of Fairview Heights, Funny Bone, uh, Comedy Forum out in St. Charles. Mm -hmm. It was all. <sighs> <laughs> As we reflect on yeah. time. And then, so how long have you been in St. Louis then? Since two thousand five. Okay. So sixteen. 16 plus years, found a wife, a, yeah. a, a teaching career, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And um, she's on this cover, actually, of this book that Rob yes. brought. It said, don't do shots with strangers. <laughs> I told him, I was like, I've actually finished the book that I was reading, so I'm really excited to read yeah. this. What should I look forward into this text? Uh, that is the all-inclusive guide to all-inclusive vacations. Oh, so, okay. Uh, those of us that are childless can afford these things yes. every once in a while. There we go, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, Basically, uh, yeah, if you go all-inclusive vacations, which is the way to go, it all the vacation hacks, how to find the right res resort, when to save money, when to spend money. Uh, I just need this guide, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 
Absolutely. helpful for, uh, you know, first time travel. It's, I try and all the books I write are things I wish I would have known at that age. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Well, that, that leads to my next question. You know, obviously we just talked about your comedy, where you started, mm -hmm. how you moved here to St. Louis. What got you into being a published author? Uh, I always like to write. I have an English degree with a creative writing focus because there were like no finals and no classes on Fridays. Oh, so it's like, I'm going to do this yeah. in college. <laughs> And then um, I think in my 20s, I just blogged and blogged and blogged. I was like, I'm going to write my memoirs or something. <laughs> Nobody's cared about, you know, what I did in preschool. A live journal. There and then um, it was open mic in 2010. There was um, this movie. I, I forget what the name of the movie was. Like Adam Sandler was a comedian in it. Maybe like Seth Rogen or something. Okay. And he became a comedian overnight. And so all of okay. a sudden it opened mic. We had 50 to 60 people signing up. And now I moved my life from Ohio to St. Louis for comedy. I couldn't even get on an open mic because there were so many people. Yeah. And I'd been here a few years and I was like, God, they all make the same mistakes. And I was substitute teaching and this kid was like, what do I need to do the first time I get on stage? And I, I was like, sorry, I wrote a book. And I wrote this long email. I was like, I should write a book. So uh, Don't Wear Shorts on Stage turns 10 next week. Oh my, yeah. see, I still haven't read it yet, but I've been told by other comedians in our St. Louis community that it's really well done. It's very helpful. Um, what made you, for people who aren't maybe familiar with comedy, what made you decide on that title? Uh, it's just one of the rules we have at Open Mic at yes. the St. Louis Funny Bone. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like the last thing they say in the meeting. And I, you know, I thought there was always, you know, there's like six versions of Comedy Bible. And <laughs> yeah. I looked at earlier titles and I was like, ah, oh, this one's kind of catchy. Mm -hmm. And I think it, you know, I, it, it's kind of worked. I think I think it's worked. I know nothing about marketing and or promoting it, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's done well. All right, it's there you well. go. I'm pretty happy about it. Well, I mean, like I, obviously, it definitely has, and it's led to you know other endeavors you've had as a writer. So what I like about that is, you know, would you describe that book as kind of like a nonfiction book? Yeah. Or more? Okay. Yeah, that's nonfiction. This is nonfiction. Fiction. And they sell a lot better than the fiction. I wrote two romance novels that I'm not even going to mention. They're, they're, they're going to be taken off the mark. They're like smut novels. Are you kidding me? So no. you wrote written romance novels? Yeah. I'm so impressed right now. Yeah, those like, two, they were about like, you remember in your, your quarter life crisis when your <laughs> friends are like, I'm getting married and buying a house. And you're like, I can't find my socks. And right. You just, because I you're still a can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's about comedians in that. And then, you know, here's what inspired that uh, money. I had a buddy. <laughs> This buddy, he, he's he's like, my friend's wife just wrote down and wrote this erotica thing and it's number one on Nook. And she just, like, she was making thousands. She got a, I think like a $2,000, $200,000 four book contract. Okay. And I was like, I can do this. And turns out, no, I can't. But <laughs> it was fun to write. Like there were days I was writing seven, 8,000 words a day. I have not pinned you. And I, I don't mean this in like a, a negative way. I would have just never pinned you as a romance novel guy. And so now I, where yeah. are they like, he's like, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you off camera. My students, um, <laughs> I teach high school. So if I have to use a pen name for this, but yes. I'll, I'll direct you to them. Absolutely. We'll just do that to secret. They're probably air. terrible, <laughs> but okay. the second one's, yeah, it's really, it's, okay. you know, it's not like super porny. It's just, I understand. But uh, the the newest one, somebody else's sky is a romance as well. But it's like a guy romance kind of not. Okay. I don't know. It's from a male point of view, which you don't get that often. That's what I was just about to say that because yeah. you know my sister. The only re my sister Lauren, she is like really into romance like novels. She's like, yeah. oh, I read like Danielle Steele growing up and like all this uh, stuff. Yeah. So I was like, you know, you always see it from the women's perspective. Though. Yeah. And then Danielle Steele wrote something from a man's perspective that I read, and that was like the one that I've seen. But that's really, you know, everybody has their different endeavors and whatnot. And now you're writing a bunch of fiction. Um, mm -hmm. You talked about the one that you're plugging right now, but isn't there another one you wrote as well? Uh, yeah, around the block. That's okay, my that's that. my young adult novel. That's yes. um, my students like that. That's when I actually okay. plug and share, and I sell about ten copies a year to students. <laughs> yeah. It's fun when they do book reports on it and they don't read the book completely. But <laughs> that was loosely based on well, semi pretty. It was based on high school pretty well. There's a few okay. people that don't talk to me anymore from my high school. So, whatever. <laughs> um, one of the characters, she she emailed me. like She's like, I'm halfway through it. I'm, I can tell who's who. And I'm like, uh-oh. I'm going to pick it up. And then she unfriended me uh, a few Bye. weeks later. So, 
<laughs> but that one, I got stalked in high school by this really weird girl. Remember in the 90s when you didn't diagnose anything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know what her deal was, but she, she was unique, as we'd say now. <laughs> and she was madly in love with me. And I was like this little dork with, you know, crooked teeth and zits. And Aww. she... Um, yeah, just a social outcast. Yeah. But so she would talk to the popular girls and be like, do you know Robbie? And they'd be like, huh, what? Who? <laughs> and then they'd come up, they'd be like, um, she wants to know if you'll go to the dance with her. And I'd be oh, like, no. So you know, I'm this shy little... I'm like so uncomfortable right now yeah. thinking about this. So I took that premise with this shy guy that is, you know, stalked by this girl. And then I, I threw in... Um, his love interest, this six-one blonde who's a softball pitcher, a character I completely made up. She likes him too, and she's around the block. She parties with college guys, and oh. she, you know, gets drunk, and he doesn't do any of that. She kind of likes him, so he's got, you know, one side he's being chased by this weird girl, and the other he's being pursued by this very sexually intimidating girl. So there's like okay. not, it it's got it's pretty racy for young adult, which yeah. Um, I'll say, <laughs> young adult novels had they been written like they were. In the 90s, when I was a teenager, I would have been the biggest book nerd. I mean, they are filthy. They are. Yeah, I know. Where was this? <laughs> I know. But I was 14. I remember going, it's funny you bring that up, because I remember going to Cincinnati, because the public library wasn't too far from my house. And I remember picking up Gossip Girl for the first time. Oh. And that was the young adult novels, because yeah. you had like... The young adult novels in the teen section and Gossip Girl was like the big thing. And I remember, I think the reason why it sticks out for me, kind of like how you feel about this, yeah. is because it was so different from anything that I read. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is like a little graphic. This is, <laughs> you know, you've never, I think it's just because you've never seen something like that other than, yeah. you know, your romance novels and a text like that yeah. too. So I understand where you're coming from on that. Yeah, point. I mean, yeah. it is. <laughs> Our high school library, you know, mm -hmm. they're they're like yes, being at Rockwood School District. They're like, man, no, we can't talk about race. We can't talk about uh, homosexuals. <laughs> but I'm like, there is porn in half of these books. <laughs> Why are you not worried about that? <laughs> well, speaking actually, this actually this is not the porn part, but speaking of that's this, coming later. Like that's coming later in this interview. What made you decide, you know, you're doing comedy, mm -hmm. you know, stand up, you're writing books. What did you always want to be a teacher? No, my dad's a teacher and, oh, okay. and a coach. And mm -hmm. I was a substitute teacher in uh, at Clayton, mostly elementary school. Okay. When I when I moved here, I needed like a day gig for the lack of comedy gigs. <laughs> <laughs> MC money paid, you know, squat. Pays the bills, yeah. So, I um, yeah. so I was like, I'll start subbing. And it was like 80 or 90 bucks a day. And Clayton is the number one public school in Missouri it every is. year consistently. And I'm yeah. like... Education's great. <laughs> and then I had a friend visit and she told me what she, she's like, I have my master's and this is, you know, I've been teaching eight years. I was like, that's a really good salary. And then when my wife and I started dating, she sat me down and she's like, hey, are you always going to be gone and broke? Because <laughs> that, that was my dad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and my friend's like, no, stupid. She wants to you know, she's thinking long term. So yeah. I, I went back to UMSL a year and a half, got certified. I had an English degree, so I was like, might as well use it. Yeah. And then I got to teach at Imagine College Prep, which was an inner city charter school and not quite Clayton. So that was <laughs> right. like on day, you know, I, I was like, I'm going to change these kids and be like dangerous minds. I'm going to yeah. make a difference. And then like by day three, I'm just crying on the way home. Like, this is terrible. Why do they hate me? Yeah. And I was in therapy and that's when I started drinking bourbon on the yeah. rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Which we willingly yeah. chose not to do tonight. We did have our yeah, order. it's a school night. We thought about it, and then we were like, eh, you know. But I, I, as a bourbon girl, I understand that just because I was a theater major, so mm. I didn't do creative writing. But you know, your whole for my early twenties, I did the same thing, kind of like freelance, yeah. and, the, and then eventually you do have to start thinking like. Well, if I'm gonna live, you know, in the Midwest and maybe not like what's yeah. long term and what am I get, you know, what am I gonna do? But I, uh, I will say, you know, what's your <laughs> I will ask, speaking of like being gone and stuff, you know, you seem to have a really, at least in my opinion, you seem to have a really good grasp on life balance. Like you're teaching, you're doing comedy, you're happily married. Yeah. What What's the secret? What's the big, uh, I know not, it's a big Not question. having kids yep. is the big thing. Actually, um, I showed my students this uh, the other day. A comedian, God, it was 06, Fairview Heights showed me that his name was Buzz Nutley. Okay. Which is not his real name. But um, he had this this T-chart. So if you take a graph, make a big 
okay. x and y axis, I want to say, y, x. Yes. And he said, um, divide it up, each quadrant, to uh, self, um, like your job, um, your relationships with people, and then whatever else is taking up your time. So I did it for the kids here. I was like, comedy, you know, teaching, myself, and my marriage. And everything, actually comedy was at a three, everything else was like a nine or 10. And I was like, yeah, I really haven't, not, not much of a corporate season this year for <laughs> comedy, but um, I, I, you know, I had them do that with their jobs or whatever, you know, some of them are in the play or whatever. And I said, now look at how square that is. You don't want a big square all the time, but you mm -hmm. don't want a small square. So sometimes you have to stretch it out. Sometimes it's smaller. And if it's, you know, some weird trapezoid, yeah. figure out what you need to, where you need to move some of your hours. Absolutely. So. Oh, I completely understand that just because I feel like that's what, I mean, we recently moved to St. Charles and St. Charles, Missouri for people who are listening outside of the state, but it's kind of the same thing where I was telling you, I was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to balance everything between like the new yeah. house, <laughs> like the old, but the new house, because it's an 1800s house. And then, oh, wow. you know, just trying to like do podcasting, comedy, also your day job, and then spending time with your partner and yeah. everything as well. But I definitely like that idea of doing like a shape. I think that'll help me in the future. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank no you. problem. Yeah. It, um, it's, and there's like other things, you know, it's hard to limit it just to four because I like, I want to, I still play pickleball when I can. Oh, yeah. I'm a chess nerd mm -hmm. and you know, I just want to do other things. Well, I think, well, first of all, chess is very hard. So yeah. I, I really, I've tried to learn chess multiple times. Really? Like, yeah. And I still like, I don't know if it's just not clicking for me or I haven't had the right instruction for yeah. it. So I really respect people who can actually sit and <laughs> be able to figure everything out. Uh, the other thing, what did you just say you were? Uh, pickleball. Oh, pickleball. Yeah. So Speaking of Rob's book, Someone Else's Sky, that you should look for uh, coming to shelves near you mm -hmm. at some point in the future. Yeah. There we go. Next Is couple that, months. In the next couple months. We'll market it that way. There was a lot of pickleball talk in the text. I did not. Maybe it's just because like in gym, the last time I played pickleball was like maybe in an elementary school gym class, okay. which was probably dumbed down for yeah. elementary school kids. I didn't realize how intense... Pickleball oh, is. yeah, it yes. is. It is booming. Yeah, with the boomers. And yeah. I'm I'm the young guy. I'm 44. And so they're all <laughs> like, you get yes. the young guy. And I'm like, yes, my doubles partner is 70. Oh, my God. So and he's, he's really good. I mean, he's he's for there aren't many 70 year olds that are as good as oh, he I'm is, so impressed. Yeah, a lot of them are in their 60s. And they're just because they played five, six times a week. So I got really good over this <laughs> summer. But they play, you know, they, they're retired or they wow. run their own hours, so. Okay, so it's kind of like their version of tennis, per yeah, se. Or yeah, yeah. There's a lot less running. Oh, yeah, a lot less. Where where does exactly does it, like, take place? Like, where would you play pickleball? Um, we play indoor at Veta. The okay. Veta places. St. Charles built 12 courts last spring. Okay. Uh, our condo is getting, We that's where I started. My buddy Paul and I started playing at our condo that court kind of crumbled so he's on like the boards and stuff so we got a budget to have a new oh, so you've got the in. pickleball hookup yeah okay the, uh, remember st louis mills no where was that um it's an old mall that's where they have like the hockey stuff now it's okay. off of whatever that little route just north of st charles there. i know what you're talking about now yeah. just because cincinnati used to have cincinnati mills and i think okay. somebody was like oh there's something similar to yeah. that here so never the, went yeah they took an old shoe store and built six courts in there and they're gonna add like 10 more oh wow and so i, I got to play in there last oh week gosh. it was really fun where, where would you say your playing scale for pickleball is from one to ten um well should we fear you i guess is what we're asking actually <laughs> let's um there's a rating <laughs> system from 2.5 to 5.0 it goes by every 0.5, so I'm a, I'm a 4.0 right now. Okay. So my, my right, goal is to be a 4.5 by the end of next summer. I was a 3.5 last year at this time, but if I can get to 4.5, it's pretty, you know. Good for you. I'm like below a 2.5, so just because I have never played, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll work up to it. It's, so it doesn't take long to learn. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. I was like speaking of because I was looking at this. Does your wife play as well? She does not. Okay, that's <laughs> she, okay. Like, she lifts weights and does cardio stuff and, right, and that. But, there you uh, go. I mean, she has. She's hit around with me a little bit, but uh, you know. Yeah, well, that's all right. I know. I talked to this book like she's here. I'm like yeah. she's present, so it's yeah, all good. She's always around. Always around. I love mm -hmm. it though. That's probably how Jimmy feels about me. Oh, she's mm -hmm. always around. But um, what I'll ask you too. There was something. Hold on. Oh, so I was reading your bio 
on your website, which everybody should t check out. Do you want to RobDurhamComedy.com. RobDurhamComedy.com. It's com. got the graphics of 2006. <laughs> I say. It, that's terrible. But I'm like, come on. This, never, nobody uses comedy websites anymore. I haven't and, updated mine either. Like somebody's like, put your schedule for that's your That's the shows. only thing you need on there. That's the only reason I have a website is to yeah. show that you're legitimate. That's what club owners and managers and people are like, okay, where do they work? And so I've got everything back to, it became a running joke because I kept my archives. I have everything back to 2005. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just so you know, he's been working. Yeah. I kind of do that too, though. I still need to update my shows for January, but, um, it was the, it's kind of the same thing where it looks good that to have mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know, yeah. here's everything that I've been doing. Yes. So props to you yeah. for being on top of that. Um, what I loved in your bio, and I'll look in my notebook here, it said open for two of the three uncles from yes. Full House. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I got to work with Bob Saget, uh, Nick Griffin, who was just in St. Charles. Yes. He got me uh, in at the Cleveland Improv back in, I think it was 04. And Nick was featuring, it was like a split week for him. So that's how long ago this is. He's okay. featuring when Bob Saget is the headliner. Oh, wow. And so one night, it was Halloween weekend in Cleveland. Okay. And this guy named Cardo, who was on, he was the Cleveland morning news guy on TV. He, okay. he got noticed from one of those dating reality shows, like one of the original ones, mm -hmm. like that were on Fox in 2002 or something and <laughs> okay. so he took he's like if you guys want to hang out after the show i'm like yeah i do and yeah so he picks us up in a limo it's me and bob saget in a limo <laughs> and uh <laughs> takes us to this club he's like we'll go to a couple clubs i'm like yeah this is what i do too <laughs> and so i always go in limos what are we talking about yeah, so he he pops <laughs> out he's fighting with you know he's fighting the crowd for us or whatever and so i'm sitting in the right. in the back of the limo with, it's probably one of the cooler moments in my life i have like three stories this is one of them and bob is texting and he's like huh and i was like all right who are you texting with he's like ashley olsen oh wow <laughs> she wants to know if i, I like the that. counting crows because they're coming to town or something because ashley was friends with his daughter he's like yeah they're having the massage therapist over tonight on my tab i'm like well that doesn't sound fair bob <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he, I was like, oh, where are you headed next week? He's like, oh, I'm helping putting together this, uh, you know, trailer for a movie. What about you? I was like, I'll be at Go Bananas. <laughs> oh, Cincinnati so, Club. Yeah. I love yeah, that place. That's yes. right. <laughs> but um, so we go into this club and we're up in the little elevated VIP area and Bob orders food. And they're like, what do you want? He's like, I'll have whatever he's having. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> some weird salad thing. And these girls that are like 25, you know, Bob's in his 40s, I guess, at the time. Okay. These girls are just clinging to him, and I'm invisible. I'm 26 okay. or so around there, and I'm just like, do you remember Turtle on uh, Entourage? Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about Entourage, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was Turtle. That <laughs> I've been Turtle quite a few times. <laughs> I when love I got that to work you just used that names. reference. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so... You know, the night goes on and this girl, finally, someone knows this girl's like, you're, she didn't say tripping. I forget what she called it, but it was some drug term that I was not familiar with. I wouldn't know. And this yeah. other guy was like, hey, do you party? And I didn't <laughs> know that that meant cocaine. And he explained that to me. I found him on Facebook like a couple of years ago. I was like, hey, do you remember that? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, I found your card. It was a crazy night. And then the limo disappeared, Bob disappeared, and I had to walk through Cleveland like an hour through the flats to get back to the condo. <laughs> it was stupid. Oh my God. It was like the night the time changed too. Oh no. Yeah, it was just after how, yeah, it was. <laughs> but, I'm just laughing because I'm like, oh, poor Rob. Yeah. This is, this was my life as an MC. This was, it was so much more interesting than like featuring or headlining. Oh my gosh. You know. Well, I mean, I can't tell you the, any shows I've been to that had a limo. So there you go. That's awesome. Though. There used to be a club in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania called Junior's Last Laugh. And I worked okay. there one time. And the, it was cool because when you emceed, they would have, you didn't have to emcee. You just, somebody from the crowd that wanted drawing, they suckered into it. And then you just did 10 minutes up front. And they picked you up from a holiday and drove you like two blocks just to drop you off in a limo in front of everyone outside in a line. So it looks so cool. I was like, yeah, I'm a pretty big deal. And I had a girlfriend at the time. This is 2002. Okay. And I didn't let her ride in the limo with this. I was such a jerk. 
was like, no, I think you'll get in trouble. <laughs> She's like, I'll just walk. I was like, yeah, yeah, do that. Because then we would just walk home. Back, or back and then the he never hotel. saw her again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disappeared in Erie. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I, I just it. never knew you had such an experience with limo appearances. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, the funny uh... bone here needs to hook you up now. <laughs> <laughs> like... You got Sean O'Brien to pick you up from the airport. That, my friends, is a treat. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so Sean O'Brien showed up in a limo? No, Sean, oh, okay. Sean picks people up from the oh, okay. airport. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, Sean O'Brien has limo hookups too? Oh no, I'm guessing Joe Lennig probably does, but oh, Sean... No. Wrong person. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wrong staff member. Excuse me. <laughs> Moving right along. Oh, that's, that's what I'm about to say. Well, now, you know, those are some great... Um, wait, so you had... That was the first one with Bob Saget. Yeah. Who was the other uncle? Um, was it Uncle Joey? Yeah, the cut it out guy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was at Dave Coulier. Yes. We did we uh, <laughs> South City Casino here. What? Yeah, that okay. was probably that was ten years ago. I was teaching at Imagine at the so yeah, 2010-11. So yeah. mm -hmm. And on the way home from that gig, I heard "You Ought to Know" by Alanis Morissette, oh. which is about him. Yes. And I told everyone at work, and they had no idea what I'm talking about. Set, so I get it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, guys, it was the song. And they're like, what? what? Who? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I'll just go back to my limo. It's yeah. <laughs> all good. So did he show up in a limo too, or was he just like, kind of now? We're doing I don't know what he was. Bob was a lot cooler than than Dave. Dave's a uh, cleaner act, and okay, like there were slot machines playing over. Like you could hear, we mm -hmm. weren't even closed off that well. And like Bob actually said, he said very funny, freaking hilarious. Yeah, so he may have said the F what word. What did Dave said? Dave didn't say anything. <laughs> so he didn't get a quote on the no, website. Here, here's what you do. Comics, here's what you do. When you MC for someone right. big. I'm ready. And they say, oh, keep it going for, he's effing hilarious. There's your quote. There you go. They said it on a mic in front of hundreds of people. Okay. So there's your quote. I was like, I've had some people say that about me. Yeah. Putting this on the website that's with my scheduled do. shows from 2005. Yeah, that's I what can't I, wait. There you go. I, uh, Rob Schneider, I got to work with at the lake. Yes, I saw that. They tried to put us in the same hotel room. I was like, what? No. <laughs> We're at the, what is the really big resort out there in, in uh, Osage Beach? Um, I forget what it was. Like, normally I stay at this one in at the Grand Glaze because that room used to be tied to the Columbia room, Deja Vu, that shut down. Nobody okay. cares. And uh, so they're, they're like, yeah, you and uh, Rob are both. I was like, I don't think he wants to hang out with me. I think he gets his own room. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, you don't want Rob squared. <laughs> it's like Rob Schneider and Rob Durham. It would be fun stories for me, but I was pretty sure. Uh, Roomy. Oh, yeah. no. I would probably just want my whole face just mm -hmm. together. So I totally get that. That's hilarious. So don't you want to just... Oh, man. Although there's always some interesting stories from like, which that's what I'll ask too. Obviously, you talked about, you know, the full house uncles and everything. But yeah. um, <laughs> I was about to say, like, do you just feel like you just keep getting a lot of stories on the road that would add to your stand up act? Um, I'm not much of a storyteller. That's okay. the thing is compared to other comedians, I'm pretty dull. I have zero DUIs. Mm -hmm. I've never smoked pot. Like, I know I would enjoy it. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, you so that's why I don't. And um, okay. someday maybe, but like they're all like, yeah, we were hammered and blacked out and hookers and blah. And I'm just like, I was near some cool people and saw them do fun stuff, but I, I don't, I'm not very wild, but that's okay. It's, you know, I, I went to a strip club with the Florida Marlins once. That was, see, that's a story, they, dude. That's a story right they, there. Uh, Gary Valentine from King of Queens. He's Kevin James's cousin. I love King of Queens. So yeah. yes, I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. We're working at <laughs> Jokers in Milwaukee and mm -hmm. it's basically, um, the basement of a strip club, a tax write-off. Cause there's never anyone yeah. at Jokers, but the strip club is very packed. So I was like, oh, we're, okay, that's fine. <laughs> They're like, you want steak? I'm like, yeah, I do. They have Fuji water in the glass. Like, this is great. Yeah. And so um, I, do a, I was opening, I was featuring for Gary, and the Marlins are late, so the manager comes up, and I'm struggling through this set of 20 people that aren't there to see me. And he comes <laughs> up and hands me a note, and all the people in the crowd are like, oh, you got to get off. And I was like, nope, it says go longer, because we're waiting on people. Because <laughs> the Marlins went into extra innings with the Brewers. Oh, okay. And gotcha. so uh, Luis Gonzalez, I got to hang out with him. He was the 2001 World Series MVP. He beat the Yankees, who I actually like. And it crushed me as a 20-something-year-old. But he was. we were all sitting up there, 
And the girl, the dancers could tell right away. They Again, I was invisible. I was turtle. They could tell those guys, probably from their clothes, they were millionaires and I was me. And he's like, oh, if I'm not back in five minutes, call the Marines. I'm like, all right, bye, everyone. And didn't see them again. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that you keep using the reference turtle because this is like yeah. making sense in mind. But that's okay. You know, I... I don't really have a lot of wild stories. I mean, surprise. But the only thing I did once was that I, like, I wasn't, I, when you're a theater major, which a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you must be like so crazy because you're in theater. And like, there probably are people who fit that stereotype. But yeah. a lot of times, like, you have to be at rehearsals early. You have to have lines memorized. Like, It's and way then, harder work than comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I think that's why comedy doesn't scare me as much because mm. I went through all the stuff with theater. So being on stage, people are like, aren't you nervous about talking? And I'm like, I mean, yeah. no. I only, sometimes the heckler thing at first with people, I was like, oh, I'm not used to people talking yeah. through the fourth yeah, wall like, why are you being mean <laughs> right and what and then even if somebody isn't being mean it like throws you off you're like oh yeah. okay like versus when you're in the fourth wall you're so focused that even if somebody were to do something you're like oh i have no yeah. idea but um i went to amsterdam my junior year of college oh. yeah which was kind of cool yeah i know which sounds really bougie but i i got high there because it was legal there so i was like oh it's good here because i'm it's gonna yeah. be legal so it'll be fine but I had a pot brownie to start with, and oh. that was the problem, was that... Oh, yeah, yes. that, that's double, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was my birthday weekend, so I turned 21, and they were like, oh, here's a pot brownie. And I was like, oh, this will be so fun. And then, um, long story short, it really... I, I just remember, and you know me, I'm a pretty talkative, like, outgoing person. Yeah. I was so quiet that people thought something oh, was no. wrong. They were like, are <laughs> you sad? Like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just sitting here. And then we went to the red light district. And oh, I was like, I was yeah. happy to be high during that, I'm yeah. going to be honest. It was a so lot to take in. You did, like, the marijuana equivalent of beer before liquor. Oh. Sounds like. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then the next day, the girls that I was with was the roommate I had there and when I was studying abroad and they were waking me up. They were like, you wouldn't wake up for like five minutes. <laughs> like that's how high I was. I got knocked out and I was in this hostel. And then of course, like I did learn my lesson because then yeah. we went to the Heineken brewery. So I got drunk the next day. I was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> but then I went and had, they had a little winter wonderland that night. So I went from like having a pot brownie to having beer to having waffles from Belgium. I was like, what is my life? It's an authentic experience. But yeah, that was the only authentic experience. Like most of the time I I feel like I just go home <laughs> after work. Like I just do shows, podcasting work, and then I just, I go back to my house and yeah. it's okay life to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after shows anymore, I'm like, where can I eat, I guess, is the coolest thing I do now? Or? Yeah, that's the only thing. Where's... Well, speaking of that, where are some good St. Louis spots or St. Charles spots that you like to eat? Oh, whoops. Um, we just eat at Mexican restaurants, really. That's all we... Yes. <laughs> we, okay. My wife's a quarter Mexican, so oh, she's like, okay. let's just do that. It's cheaper. It's just as good. It's quick. Yeah. You know, like if we're, if it's a, you know, we'll go to like for an anniversary or birthday, Bristol. Okay. Food. And then uh, yeah. if it's my birthday and she's buying, we go to Annie Guns. Oh, that's that? that's my favorite. It's over in Chesterfield. It okay. is, uh, it's it's amazing. Like we, they just treat you as super fancy, but they treat you like it's buddy buddy. Like one time we were waiting on our food and they they were catering a party in the private room and they walk by with raviolis. My wife's like, oh, I would kill for those. Five yes. minutes later, they bring a, a plate of raviolis for her, just toasted for just because they overheard her. Like yeah, that's what we do here. So, oh my gosh well she sounds great and yeah. i'm like that is just like the or that happens sometimes though when you're at a good place like when we were out for my birthday now jimmy did get fancy we went to Presino, which is oh like yeah that. yeah we've been there yeah, yeah so it was it was a little bit more like because i was like i can't believe you picked this place he's like well there's like a wine cooler back there yeah. and you know it's just like with his mind he's like oh you like wine so you know it's just it was easy but it was crazy because all I said, I was like, oh, you know, like we'll get dessert or whatever. And they brought us a creme brulee just to oh, wow. try it out. She's yeah. like, there's only a few. And Jimmy's like, I've never tried one before. And I 
I was nostalgic for it because as a kid, my mom used to love that dessert. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, you got to try it. It's yeah. going to be great. And so they were excited. They were like, how did you like it? And we took a picture with it and everything. And I tagged them in the post. Mm. But it was just sweet that they overheard and were like, bring it on over. Yeah. This is great. Happy birthday. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of those dishes that you have to have at a fancy restaurant. You oh, don't yeah. want, like if your aunt makes it, it's like... <laughs> No, you know, I'm good. I'm, you know. I know. Jimmy's like a creme brulee. What? <laughs> and I just was like, it'll be fun. We'll just try it. We'll have yeah. a good time. Yeah, but. I can never even pronounce half the stuff. My wife watches the Food Network and all that stuff. So she's like, you pronounce it this way. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I'm right there with her. I love the Food yeah. Network. So, yeah. She <laughs> kills me on Jeopardy anytime there's a food category. Well, she kills me on Jeopardy every night. Like, maybe <laughs> one out of ten, I will win. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I thought I was smart. No. Geography, spelling, cooking, fashion, pop culture. She's right there with me on music. Yeah, unless it's sports, I get owned. Okay, yeah. there you go. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know. Jimmy and I did, um, when Tom's Bar and Grill used to be open here in the Central West End, I don't oh, know okay. if you, it was like, uh, for those of people who aren't from here, it's like a, uh, it used to be kind of the hometown bar and grill in the Central West End. And so we went there for trivia night, and I didn't know, like, he had the sports down, he did all, but when theater came on and it was like all the theater shows and yeah. the musicals and stuff, we won. Because <laughs> nice. I knew also I was like, Happy birthday, you get a free pitcher of beer. And I was oh, nice. I was like, and I get I think they because I don't really drink beer, so they gave me like a free bucket of fries or something. Oh, so I took okay. that. I was like, we'll take it. Yeah. But you know, there's certain things that your partner will know more probably. Yeah, than yeah like I okay. anything <laughs> literature and like if there's Lord of the Flies or nineteen eighty four of mice and men, I'm like I read these books 35 times i know oh, lord of the flies that just took me back to high school yeah. when i read that that was a rough book too i was like holy moly it's it's not uh yeah it's it's literary fiction it's not for students but i have all these lessons and plans already made so yeah screw it kids you're reading it <laughs> you're like yeah lord of the flies was one and then the catcher in the rye was another one that yeah i, had I don't read. teach that that's the uh, juniors or yeah. seniors have that one yeah i gotcha so that's what i was going to ask like uh when you're you know, speaking of teaching, when mm -hmm. you're putting an agenda for your students, do you, I know you said you kind of talked about incorporating a book, like a book that you've written. How do your students kind of react to knowing that their teacher wrote something like that? Underappreciative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they think it's cool. Like some of them, the best thing that ever happened is last or two years ago, a kid read it and came in the classroom. He was the last one there. He was, a, and he had finished the book. He's like, dude, I, I read that last page. I just like threw it a classroom. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, that's right. Keep talking. <laughs> like three kids bought a book that day. But I mean, it's not, you know, there, I tried to write a screenplay for the young, young adult one too. I, I wrote a screenplay, submitted what? to a festival and I don't, you, you said playwright. So do you, yes. could you, if you want to. You know, scrap the novel you're looking at now. Read my screenplay. Oh, I keep looking wrong. actually at the drinks yeah, on here. No. I better put it over here yeah. before I get too inspired um, by what I want to have after this show. But I'm like, <laughs> I would love to write a screenplay just to see it come to life. Like I see character, that 6-1 softball pitcher girl. I'm like, I see her in the high school every mm -hmm. few years. Like she could play that role. He could play this role. They could do, you know, you cast these people. And, but I don't know. I mean, I read like two books on how to write screenplays and got like the yeah. Google Docs formatting and it's tougher than you know i shouldn't have expected to just no oh, first one tries but it's you know i haven't written a screenplay the only reason i started writing plays uh just because i was a theater major and i would be going to shows seeing other people produce shows and that's kind of like what yeah. you do it's just like when you see comedy you're like well maybe i should try doing this so i started i and i don't even i mean it's probably not even the correct format like you would when you do a screenplay but i just opened like a simple word document yeah. and i wrote a play and then i always like to do plays in like obscure places hmm. so my first play was in the moonrise hotel actually oh, yeah. in the betty grable okay. suite so people like came in went up the elevator it, i could only seat like maybe 20 Friday night, we had like an oversell just because some people couldn't make it on Thursday. So I had like yeah. 30 people on this tiny little, but it was cool because we had people like on the windowsill. And I mean, I talk about this a lot because it was a kind of cool experience, but I've done shows in like coffee shops where you yeah. have like a play and people are drinking coffee and eating oh, wow. and then a play starts. But I, I like doing that stuff, but I've never had, I don't know, like I've, I'm, I want to change one of my plays into a screenplay, but I've never sat down. So I really appreciate hearing that somebody's actually doing it. Yeah, <laughs> there's... Charge in that. Uh, 
if you want to send me an email there's uh, somebody wrote like this really it's like 100 pages of just how to write sure. a screenplay it's, yeah. it reminded me of not to plug my own book but i was like yeah this is what you need at the beginning of don't wear shorts on stage like yeah. do this if you do this they're gonna look like an idiot and i was like okay so don't do that and it, it really was right to the point formatting what to do not to do and i Absolutely. actually taught my creative writing class how to write screenplays somewhat okay. last year so yeah we do that Absolutely. Oh, well, that's cool. I'll definitely have to ask you about that because it's just, I feel like doing film too is just a little bit of yeah. a different feel versus in theater. I mean, I guess for me, it just comes second nature, but it's everything's live. I understand how everything works versus in yeah. film. I'm like, I don't really, I mean, that's why we have the tech team doing this. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know how this works. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm honest about that. I just show up, perform, and then interview, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's the challenge. Book. That's the, ch <laughs> the challenge with art is we're, as artists, Oh, we're not we we're Hold not on. technicians necessarily. <laughs> if you've seen by all the open mic comedy posters, we're not. <laughs> I love. We can talk about that yeah, too. No, uh, thirty-eight yeah. headshots on one poster. It looks great. But um, <laughs> I love I, it. tone it down. Tone it down to three at the most. <laughs> I'm just dying because I felt this way a long time. So. I'm glad it's been <laughs> talked about. Go ahead. <laughs> and then we're not salesmen either. Well, some of us are. The, yes. the ones that can really, and this is me, I, you know, I'm plugging stuff, but oh, yeah. I'm not good That's at what we're here promoting. For. Like, Promote. This is because I'm here. I'm, I, if I was sitting at home, I wouldn't be doing that. But the, mm -hmm. there are comics that make it just because they're better salesmen or saleswomen mm -hmm. than artists. So I just... Well, that's another thing too we talked about in theater is you really, it's good to, I'm glad it's SLU because that's, I went to St. Louis University. It's like we double, uh, we meaning I double majored in theater, but I also did journalism. And in theater, you like the journalism part helped me kind of understand like press releases and writing those. Yeah. So I know how to write those. And then, you know, you do a lot of social media stuff. And so with practicum yeah. and stuff like marketing the show and, you know, trying to figure out how to you know, do things like that, but it does take time and effort. So some people are like, I don't want to write a press release. I just yeah. want to, but it, I mean, it does take time and learning that sales part of it and the business side of it is a skill like financial stuff. I will say, I still am like learning. Like I've been, when I did my plays, I always did like a sole proprietor account, which is just, oh, yeah. yeah, but then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then like, you know, I would have friends who did like 501c3s and nonprofits and stuff. And yeah. it's, it, the paperwork and the amount of work, even just for an LLC too, it's just, it's wild. So you really have to, it's almost like being a doctor. Like you really yeah. have to want it because it takes so much time and effort to do yeah. it. So. Yeah. And I, uh, can barely get the part that I'm supposed to know how to do. It. Right. Long, if you can write, that's the thing is, you if you can write, you can do so many things. You know, whether it be comedy or books or poetry slams or whatever. But, yeah. So I'm trying to relay to my students. I'm like, just you guys don't form words on paper at all. But like, yeah, but we're viral on TikTok and. Oh yeah. Some of them are pretty. So you said you're not on TikTok yet. Oh, I just joined just it, on. but I only have like five videos, but it does help. I will say what's really nice about TikTok that I didn't realize until I used it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have the same amount of time, like, because people are like, it's so addicting and you, you do have to, and I, I mostly just follow like other comedian sets and like a few people I find funny, but the captions and stuff are actually pretty good yeah. for being able to you know, when you have an interview like this, you know, we're talking, we're going back and forth and TikTok actually is really good about separating <laughs> who's talking oh, yeah. and who's, you know, who's doing what. So, and it's pretty clear. I still go in and edit it, obviously. Yeah. Like I do take, but it, you know, it's like 20 minutes of time to edit it. So that way, it's, it's hard to edit on the phone too. Like it just, my eyes are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have maybe two years left before I need reading glasses. So oh. I'm like trying to fit everything I can in there, but no, I've got, there was a former student of mine. She does makeup really well. Oh, and okay. I looked as of last year, I haven't even checked, but as of last year, she had like 16,000 subscribers on YouTube Okay. and I want to say probably over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, and just right. she does this amazing work. It's I'll have to follow her now. Yeah. I want to see what this is and for it's sure. Like she's twenty twenty one, mm -hmm. has more done more significant on social media than I've been trying in twenty years. Oh so. my god! Well, the thing is, social media I feel like really came to be 
like I remember in high school, for me at least, Facebook was starting to come out because I was as a MySpace girl. I remember I had oh, yeah, MySpace the music was, for yeah. my page. Oh, I, it was like a big thing. <laughs> it, was, I had. it was your band on that. It was your. Oh your my music. gosh. I think Taylor Swift okay. because that she became famous on MySpace. Yeah. And so all of us were on board. But there was that. I remember I had like a few rappers, like Notorious B.I.G. I had him on there for a minute because yeah. I loved. Yeah. What about you? Uh, the Postal Service. So that band but you know, i'm really bad with music if death, you ask me about a band i won't know death yeah. cab for cutie oh i know that. okay that's yeah. the same singer okay and then he had a female vocalist and she played some stuff from rilo kylie oh okay so we're gonna have yeah. a little super group here they only did one album then they did a 10-year reunion a few years ago okay i feel a little bit smarter i feel like i know yeah some you would, bands, okay, so. I, gotta, I gotta send you some of their stuff yeah <laughs> to send you stuff I, oh my I still burn cds for people i should have made you oh my god that was my favorite pastime rob you just took me i yeah. used to love burning cds for my friends like i would just go to radio shack because yeah. it was up the street and they had these like it was super cheap at the time if you bought like these like weird colored ones but that was my oh, way yeah. of like expressing my love to my friends i'd be like what songs do you like yeah. and i would write down what songs they were into and then i would burn the cd and if my friend was having like a bad day at school, like I would stick it in her backpack oh, and nice. she would be, yeah. this was before messages. So you went on AIM. She yeah. said, thanks so much oh. for my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for my, yeah, AIM as, as Meredith Hopping, yeah, I, you're hip to it. <laughs> I, I would hate it when um, people would make me like a mixtape or a mixed CD and they're like, yeah, and it'd be like, oh, brown eyed girl. Cool. Never heard that before. And it's just like, <laughs> no, you're trying to expose <laughs> them to new music. Yes. That's the point of it. I'm going to. I'm gonna open up with placebo, pure morning. That was my that was my number one. That was my go-to one track for MySpace know? or just for the go -to? for everybody's for everything. CD. Yeah, gotcha. um, yeah, just some nice alt stuff. I'm, I'm well. I got my modest mouse shirt on. Here. Oh, now this I is, see it. Yeah, I'm wearing. We're, it's Spirit Week, so they're like, you can wear candy cane stuff. I was like, I'm gonna wear all my modest mouse stuff this week. It looks a little candy cane esque, yeah, you okay. know. There but, you go. Um, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with this band still. Uh, it's well over a decade of obsession i met the lead singer twice and uh completely geek out when i so did he show up in a limo too he did not no um <laughs> but someday here's what happened with him uh they toured this summer i went by myself i've seen him 11 times eight times by myself i'm that guy i don't care i love that though right. that's yeah. great and so I drove to Indianapolis the first night because they were in Columbus. I was like, oh, I'll go see my family. And mm -hmm. then they booked Indianapolis the night before that. I was like, I'll go to that on my way to that. Yeah. And so I met him after Indianapolis. And I, uh, I always use, if you look inside that book, I always use Modest Mouse quotes as the epigram. Hold on. We're looking. Like, again, I was looking at the drinks in the front. So now I got to actually open up, the, yeah. open up the book. Give me one second. One more. Oh, one more. There we there go. Oh, there it is right on the page yeah here. and so on around the block the young adult one okay. the uh it, he's he's a jaw he's a track runner mm -hmm. and this i found this lyric that worked perfectly it's uh, so i took off running at the greatest speed i didn't bother looking to either side of me i didn't see i just didn't see what was really going on okay isaac brock in there and so it was back you know they're like he can't come out because of covid i was like he's coming out the buses right there so he's like i'll take your stuff back so the guy signed you know took it back to have him sign he's like show him that i use this he's like all right so isaac signed it i dedicate this book to me isaac brock and then came <laughs> out and i was like that was the book and so he chatted with me and we met in st louis after a show a couple few years ago too oh, so wow. so you kind of created a nice friendship. yeah we're pretty much best friends but here, here's the funny story they toured down in new orleans and one of my buddies is a, a radio dj he's kind of the the convies of uh okay <laughs> of new orleans and he texted me all he had to do was text me. he's like guess who i'm best friends with now it's like and i knew they were in town i was like you gotta be kidding me he's like yeah he's called me twice today oh like, you why am why did i not live your life to be isaac's <laughs> friend he's like thinks i'm really funny he's gonna send me all these albums and stuff said go visit him and why when we're out there this way i was like no, he was supposed to be my best friend because that's <laughs> like you would love to be friends with Taylor Swift, right? Would oh, that be your, absolutely. This is yes. been, you know, I've, I've at least got to to meet him twice, but like you just when you idolize someone, you just want them to, you yeah. know. And he know. he he got that, and I'm 44, and I shouldn't be thinking like this, but I but I do. Oh, <laughs> and he'll send no. me like screenshots of their conversations on text. I'm like. Huh. And I hate it and I love it at the same time. It's like, oh, I can't believe he made that joke about Morrissey. And, you know, it's just. <sighs> That's okay, though. You're killing it. You've got yeah. published books. You're, oh, well, speaking of, you know, 
all the things you're killing it. You've headlined a few times at the Funny Bone. Yeah. And I say a few in, you know, a very modest way. Rob, yeah. I was about to say, what's it like headlining at your home club here? Um, it, it's pretty awesome. I think the first time he let me was 2014 or 15. Yes. And then kind of some split weeks. And then eventually I finally had enough stuff. Then we just made it like teacher week. Mm -hmm. So um, it, like at the end of the school year, we used to do uh, teachers get in free, which helps because that's Aww. my demographic because I have like way too many teacher jokes. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's... Um, it's it's tough. It's easier almost in a bar room, like a one-nighter, than at the comedy club because you don't have to deal with the tech check drop. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I it's there's a lot more to it. It is tough. You know, the features like if I feed, I'm like I'm cool with just doing that too. Yeah. Because you know you don't get paid as much, but it's still it's a lot less strenuous. Like I worry, as a headliner, you think everyone's night depends on me. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, you're just insecure. And I, when I was a doorman at the Columbus Funny Bone, I used to see guys just kill it, and then they come backstage, and be like, I don't know, and I'm like, dude, they're standing. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. I don't know. So, I can. Yeah, I've pretty good barometer where I am. I, well, I, what I'm saying is, you know, yeah. get that meet and greet after seeing Rob headline, and he'll be your best friend too. You will be. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You, you buy a book. I'm obligated for at least five minutes of conversation. With you. <laughs> so. I love that though. No, I'm really yeah. excited for you. Honestly, I get more excited about selling books afterwards and than the shows. Like when I was like, "How'd the show go?" I was like, "I sold nine books." <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Because I remember when I was first starting to go to the Funny Bone. I remember talking to you one time at the bar. We were both buying drinks. I was like, "How did your show go?" And I think that was your response. You're like, "Well, you know, I sold sold a few books." And <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Yeah. yeah. I it's been this last year's been been tougher cuz I'm tired of my act. I've I've written more, but it's the stuff I worked on over the summer. It's like where I wanted to be here, it's still right there. And mm -hmm. I I had the worst show of my life January 20th of this I year. I was just about to ask you that yeah. cuz I read your blog post about yeah. that. What happened? Um it was a second show Friday, which is typically the toughest show all week. Yes. And while well, we used to do midnight shows on Saturday. That, I Somebody told me to about tough, this. But yeah. mm -hmm. Second show Friday, because they've been drinking all day. They're tired. They didn't lay around. And uh, well, Reggie Edwards went up and killed it for 10 minutes. Sure. And just crushed and kind of buried me. I, I was Ronaldo was in the back, and I whispered. I go, Ronaldo, I didn't really expect to have to work this hard this show. I didn't really want to, you know. <laughs> and... Um, I went up there. I did, you know, I was all right the first few minutes through my strong stuff, but they, they started heckling and things. Uh, and yeah. I, you know, I had taught all day and um, I teach at Marquette and this the table from Lafayette, who's our rival, just kept, Marquette sucks. And all, I'm like, yeah, oh, this, isn't, this isn't high school football. You know, don't, I don't care, you know, like, and it, it just, and it seemed like the, the truck drop was, it felt like it was forever mm -hmm. and you know and i i just couldn't get them going and i i was like oh my god this is this hasn't happened in a long time mm -hmm. and i was like was that the light and matt's like yes I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and so the next day you know i went back out and, and uh because patty joked she's like what'd you do to those people and i was like i don't know what happened and i was a little rusty but it was just the perfect storm of things, you know, it happens, I guess. And so Matt was like, so you, you're aware. I was like, yes, Matt, that was the worst show of my career. Mm -hmm. He's like, so you're aware. I was like, yes, I definitely, he's like, you <laughs> definitely maybe could have done this. And we talked about, you know, yeah. what to do. And I was like, I might as well blog about it because everybody's going to talk. Oh, no. <laughs> Rob <Yeah>. got buried. And <laughs> so. was it like a kind of a lower attendance too for the show as well? Um, there were probably 60 Okay. there mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah so. it's just oh you know, the worst part was one of my students that i he was there and it's the only time he's ever seen that's happened twice i've been buried twice there another time was one of max's showcases mm -hmm. and he had these two guys that were just touring around and i think they were from new york or chicago or something okay. and like the next to last one before me went up and he was just this high energy i was like wait somebody's gonna follow him and then i have to what if <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, the next guy was even fun. He was just that shaggy beard guy that had all these fun stories. I'm like, sure. And I went up there and there was a smaller crowd. And um, I just, I remember blushing. Like my jokes just felt like I should be wearing suspenders after that guy. It's just, <laughs> and I kind of just went in this panic, like, all right, pull it together. And 
I just, you know, if you don't get them the first few minutes, especially after someone just killed, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be work. This is terrible. And it's, as comedians, we remember the bad shows a lot more than the good shows. Like, if yeah. I have a bad open mic, like, I don't care. I wasn't, you know, our open yeah. mics crowds have sucked. I think I told them that <laughs> two weeks ago. I, not professional, but whatever. But, you know, I remember some good shows, but it's like, you remember the, the bad ones. And I was like, okay, now I'm like. Yeah, that's life, though. You yeah. Know? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I interrupted. No, I, I, I could understand, though, those headliners in Columbus that, um, you know, they no longer. They, they, you have to hold a, a really high bar to yourself or else mm-hmm. you look delusional. And yeah. Remind me of another uh, fun name dropping story. Bobcat. Oh, okay. Play, yeah. When I was, we worked together in Cleveland as well. Oh, wow. I think again with Nick Griffin. And um, <laughs> between sets, he was like, he had his reading glasses on and he's just reading a book. His legs are crossed. You know, that old man yes. pose and he's like, he's like, sorry, I'm not much fun. This is me. You know, <laughs> you'll understand someday. And I was like, yeah, hmm. reading <laughs> between. The, and then like I noticed years ago, I was like, I started reading between shows and then I got to work with him a few years ago, and I was like, Bob, I got to show you this part of my book where I mentioned this. I was like, it's coming. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, it's got full circle. You, you predicted it. I understand now. I like that, though. Like, I remember I hosted for Nimesh Patel at Helium Comedy Club, and we had a little bit of time in yeah. between shows. And so there were a few articles I wanted to catch up on. So I sat yeah. in the green room because, like, you know, sometimes headliners, like, he was, he had his earphones in. He was kind of getting ready yeah. for some stuff. And I was like, oh, this gives me a good time to catch up on an article. And I was like, wow, I'm not very exciting, but it's okay. Yeah. You know, I love reading, though. That's why, again, speaking of your yeah. book, Someone Else's Sky, which we should look forward to in the next couple of months, um, I do enjoy reading, but I also enjoy audiobooks. Were you, or maybe have you, or are you considering doing maybe an audio version of your book? I, I've thought about it. It's like the cheap route with six to $800. Okay. And it's like, oh, that's a tax write-off. I, I'm considering doing a second edition of Don't Wear Shorts on Stage. Oh, really? It's okay. not going to be fun, though. But it, there's some <laughs> there's some things that need updated in there. It's It's yeah. got a handful of typos. I misspelled Bob Saget's name. Um, it's... <laughs> And plus, I, w- I had never headlined when I wrote that. Sure. Which people are like, why did you write the... Well, it's for a beginner. Shut up. Mm-hmm. But um, I could add a lot more. All those blogs I wrote and everything. Uh, so maybe if I do that, I could do an audio book. But I'm like, it's kind of like a reference or... I don't know. I'm, I'm not an audio book. I've listened to Animal Farm and... What was the second Hunger Games book? Those are the only two books I've ever... Yeah, I haven't done a lot either, mm. but I do find it interesting. I think it's just easier when you're in the car. Like, yeah. some, like I listen to more of like podcasts because yeah. I enjoy hearing like comedy podcasts with comedians going back and forth. But I've been told by people that it's a little bit easier when you're driving. Like yeah. I, I have the time at night. I work until six. And then after a mic, sometimes if I don't want to watch TV, I'll read. And it's a little bit easier for me because I like that tangibility of yeah. holding something. But I also respect my friends who are like, oh, you know, I've got crazy hours, but putting on an audiobook yeah. or just having it on my phone might be a little bit easier. Yeah, I think I, I may look into it and mm-hmm. see if I, yeah, there's got to be a way. It's just that, you know what it might future. be, too, is like a good self-promotion thing, too. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know, hey. But, you know, who am I? I'm not I, Rob's agent. So. No, I think what, <laughs> there are people that will be like, I'm not reading a book. But there are people that could at least convince themselves that I'll listen to an audiobook, Even if they don't, at least they buy it. Mm-hmm. So it may be worth it. Just, yeah. just for that. Just, That's you know, just another more dollars in your pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. I don't, yeah. People are like, just read your own. I'm like, no, that is, you can't just, <laughs> you have to have equipment in a studio. And yeah. I, I suck at reading sometimes. There are mornings where I, we were going through Animal Farm and I just stumble on words and I'm, I'm like yeah i'm not like your other teachers i get it i <laughs> some days I, I get into it and i make voices and stuff yes, and do silly yeah. things but which they just stare at i'm like i make voices for you guys and mm-hmm. you just stare at me like <laughs> <sighs> it's like come on the man's trying here yeah so. should hear my green eggs and ham to fourth graders it is uh <laughs> that's funny that you should mention that because i went on a mission trip in college and one of the things was we went to West Virginia and they have a lot of, um, 
Oh, goodness. I, there are different, like, little head starts or something. It's like a little school and some of the neighborhoods that mm. are in there. And so what we did was we split off. Some of them could go to the school. Like, some of us went to the school, so that was me. And then other people went and did, like, home rehab and stuff. I obviously got chosen to go to the schools because we had to reenact Dr. Seuss. Oh, wow. And because I was the theater major, there's... If you go into my Facebook, then like the depths of where I, there's definitely, I was thing one, I think, and oh, I had okay. this like white face paint and stuff, but I also had to read Green Eggs and Ham, but I was told that I did great. So it's fun. According it's a to fun four-year-old Matthew, he was like, good. Do you I know the reason? Okay. Do you know the <laughs> <laughs> Matthew gives two thumbs up. I thought literally, good. <laughs> I was like, okay. Do thanks. you know the reason Dr. Seuss wrote that book? No. It was a challenge from one of his friends to use 50 words or less in our vocabulary. So that's why you get all the repetition of those words. Oh, wow. Same I am and all that. Yeah. Okay. You just, uh, Rob being a teacher, even in studio, English it's like it's your stuff. job or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. I like to read the kids the giving tree too. And I get like choked up at the end. They're like, oh God. <laughs> Rob, that was, okay. So I love Shel Silverstein. Yeah. That was my, again, first grade you had to pick a book to read and so yeah. i picked the giving tree and somebody started talking during my moment oh. of sitting and i went i'm still speaking your first heckler <laughs> I did. that was my first heckler. you shut him down i did i said i'm talking or something and they were like <laughs> then i went anyway back to yeah. obviously wouldn't do that now in comedy <laughs> like just trying to you know what i'm doing a set so you know yeah. <laughs> if you could just not speak that'd be great <laughs> don't have any fun but yeah. it's all good uh, but I, not to cut us off, because I could talk to you forever. Yeah. You were just talking about, you know, projects and stuff. Obviously, Someone Else's Sky coming out. Mm -hmm. Are there any shows or anything that you have coming? Uh, out? Yes, I will be at uh, the Backdoor Comedy Club in O'Fallon. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. January 27th and 28th. Okay. That's the Friday, Saturday, I believe. Yes. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the week before the Super Bowl, so there's no football on that week. <laughs> there's nothing to do. Come on out. I don't know who I'm working with yet, but uh, that club is fun. It's a good was, time. Yeah, good time. Yeah, shout out to Backdoor Comedy and Events. That'll be fun. I'll have to come out, yeah. so yeah. that'll be fun. Um, and then book-wise, again, Someone Else's Sky. And then do you want to plug your plug your website really quickly again? Uh, yeah, robdurhamcomedy.com. And uh, check for Around the Block. I, I, I'm not doing the, the smut novels. <laughs> the don't Wear Shorts on Stage. <laughs> Available on Amazon. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm excited. And don't worry if people are watching or listening in your earphones in the description, I'll make sure to share Rob's website and all the places that you can find Rob Durham comedy. <laughs> um, again, thank you for tuning in to the Casually Molly podcast. Uh, just do me a solid. Follow us at the Casually Molly podcast. And then, of course, you can always check out our website. Uh, Casually Molly can be found on all streaming services. Uh, Rob, what we always do at the end of the podcast, we always say, what are you going to casually do now, now that our episode has ended? I'm going to go with something a little more original than drink because i that's got to be the go-to, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a go. Yeah, most of the time eating or drinking. So those are the... Uh, I'm going to dress casually all week at work because it's the week before break. So. Okay. Jeans it is every jeans day. Jeans it is. Casually in jeans. Mm -hmm. I love this with Rob Durham. This is good. All right. Well, bye, everybody. Thank you bye. for tuning in. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, of course. Not a problem. <laughs>